Good morning and welcome to worship on this fourth Sunday of Easter. Whether you are joining us through our radio broadcast, listening to our podcast, or watching via our YouTube channel, we are glad you are with us. Our radio broadcast this morning is sponsored by Larry and Carolyn Barnhart in honor of Carolyn's birthday yesterday, May 2nd. Happy birthday, Carolyn. A special word of welcome and thank you to Merlin Audi for that beautiful prelude and for being with us this morning to offer special music throughout our worship together. In preparation for worship, I invite you at home to light a candle just as our Paschal candle shines with resurrection light. And I invite you to gather bread and wine or juice so that we can celebrate Holy Communion together. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, the fountain of living water, the rock who gave us birth, our light, and our salvation. Amen. In this Easter season, we give thanks for the gift and promises in baptism. We are joined to Christ in the waters of baptism. We are clothed with God's mercy and forgiveness. Let us join together in prayer as we give thanks to God for the work of the Spirit in us and for us. We give you thanks, O God, for in the beginning your Spirit moved over the waters, and by your word you created the world. Through the waters of the flood, you delivered Noah and his family. Through the sea, you led your people from slavery to freedom. At the river, your son was baptized by John and anointed with the Holy Spirit. By water and your word, you claim us as daughters and sons. We praise you for the gift of water that sustains life, and above all, we praise you for the gift of new life in Jesus Christ. Shower us with your spirit and renew our lives with your forgiveness, grace, and love. Amen. We sing together our gathering hymn, The King of Love, My Shepherd, is hymn number 502. We sing verses 1, 2, 4, and 5 together.
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. We sing together our hymn of praise. Lord be with you. Also with you. Let us pray. O God, our shepherd, you know your sheep by name and lead us to safety through the valleys of death. Guide us by your voice that we may walk in certainty and security to the joyous feast prepared in your house. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit one God, now and forever. Amen. For those who are joining us on our YouTube channel, our worship continues with a children's sermon shared by Pastor Sarah. For those joining us on our radio broadcast, we continue now with our first reading. Our first reading is taken from Acts chapter 2, sharing a description of life in Christian community. The reading follows Peter's sermon on the day of Pentecost when the Spirit was poured out on God's people. The new community is sustained in worship and fellowship, shares what they have, and ensures that everyone has enough. A reading from Acts chapter 2. The baptized devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to breaking of bread and the prayers. Awe came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, They broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. Word of God, word of life. Thanks Thanks be be to God. We join together in singing our gospel acclamation.
The Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said, Very truly I tell you, anyone who does, does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who, come, all who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Dear sisters and brothers in Christ, grace and peace to you all. In the name of Jesus, our Good Shepherd. Amen. You know, sometimes I think the Bible doesn't quite tell the whole story. Take the reading from Acts for today. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. The lesson goes on to say that the early believers shared things together in common and that they spent much time together praising God. It all sounds very organized and orderly, very neat, as though the church is implementing and following some well-established policies and procedures. But there are just enough hints in the story and in the surrounding stories to suggest that this is not quite true that these verses Pastor Heather read this morning are just a summary description, a bird's-eye view of what was going on, rather than a close-up view. Our lesson today immediately follows the story of Pentecost in the book of Acts. This is the day that the Holy Spirit was poured out on the believers, enabling them to share the good news in multiple languages. It was the day of Peter's first sermon, a sermon so rousing that 3,000 people were baptized and joined the fledgling movement. Think about that for a minute. 3,000 people. 3,000 people whom the Pentecost story reminds us come from a wide variety of cultures and places, people who don't all speak the same language, have various political ideologies, different food preferences, who have different access to resources. And what's more, our lesson today said the Lord was adding to this number day by day. It sounds like a bit of a logistical nightmare for the hospitality committee and the office staff, to be honest. It's great, of course, that so many people heard and believed in the salvation that God has provided in Jesus Christ. After all, you and I, we wouldn't be here if that had not happened. I'm just saying it was probably a chaotic time. Remember, before Pentecost, there was no such thing as the church. The disciples, the early believers, they had to figure out how to do all this stuff, how to be the church. They had well-established worship practices, of course. Our lesson today mentions that they spent time in worship in the temple in Jerusalem. But how to share the stories of Jesus, how to share the new things that God had been doing, how to support and encourage each other to hold on to the new hope and faith that they had in Jesus. And I can only imagine how much time the women 
probably the women, spent baking bread for these gatherings. 3,000 people is a lot of people to feed. And yet, somehow, they found ways to do it. They found ways to cross language and cultural barriers. They found ways to make sure that people who were far from home and resources were taken care of. They found ways to be the church. The Spirit poured out on all of those believers was was busy knitting together in real time a new community. The Spirit ever responding to the changing situation on the ground, ever leading the apostles and the early believers to spread the gospel farther and farther afield. There was no five-year or ten-year strategic plan, just the prompting and leading of the Spirit. It must have been a wild ride. Sometimes this passage in Acts is criticized for being too idealistic. The book of Acts was written many decades after the event it describes, and some complain that the author is looking back on the past with rose-colored glasses. Others criticize not the passage, but the church today, wondering what happened to that unity, what went wrong. Why does the church today not look like the church described here in Acts 2? There's probably an element of truth in both criticisms. But that's not the point of the story. The point is that right from the very beginning, the Spirit was at work in the new community, forming and shaping its identity through spiritual practices, through fellowship, through Bible study, through prayer, through sharing a meal, especially the Lord's Supper. And the Spirit uses the resources at hand, the temple as a place for worship, and homes as a place to share the stories of Jesus and share his meal with each other. The Spirit does not set out to establish a model for the church that is for all times and places. The Spirit sets out to make sure that the current community is nurtured in its faith in Jesus Christ. As the church grows, as the situation changes, the practices will change too. We know from experience that what works at one time in one context will not necessarily work at other times or in other contexts, which is okay, even if it's unsettling. Because what will not change, what Acts makes very clear, is that the Spirit will continually be sweeping through the church in all times and in all places, holding it, holding you and me together in faith, shaping us into disciples, nurturing us and encouraging us to hold on to our hope and faith in Jesus Christ. This is what the power of the resurrection looks like right now. The Spirit ever breathing new life into us, into the church, into the world, helping us to be the church in our day. I can barely imagine the Spirit's workload over these past few months as all of our established ways of being the church have had to give way in light of the pandemic. And yet, the Spirit seems more than up to the challenge, thanks be to God. Through the guidance of the Spirit, the church has continued to be the church during this time. As unsettling as these weeks have been for us, as much as we have longed to return, for things to return to the way they were, the Spirit has been working in real time to knit us together and to continue to nurture us in faith through new spiritual practices in our homes, through the radio and on the internet. The ongoing support and sharing of resources by members of OSL has meant that we have been able to continue to reach out to our neighbors in need and provide help and support for them. Our world is radically different from the first century world that the church was born into. And yet, there have been days recently 
that have made me feel like I imagined those early days of the church felt. Days when things feel chaotic and just slightly out of control. Days when we have had to call upon the Spirit to help us make decisions for how to do worship, for how to make sure that our neighbors have food to eat, for how to care for our neighbors and our community, for how to stay connected with each other. I know a pastor from down in the Madison area, Michael Rehack, who wrote his own beatitude. Blessed are the flexible, for they shall not be broken. Blessed are the flexible. Blessed are those who hear and discern and follow in the Spirit's wake, for they shall know God's salvation. Blessed are the council members called upon to make tough decisions. Blessed are the Sunday school teachers and the confirmation guides who pass on the faith to the next generation. Blessed are parents and grandparents and baptismal sponsors who raise children to praise the living God. Blessed are the sewers who make face masks. Blessed are knitters and crocheters who make ear savers and prayer shawls. Blessed are the volunteers who minister in Christ's name. Blessed are the donors whose generosity supports the mission of the church. Blessed are you, dear friends in Christ, as day by day and week by week, we praise God together in the Spirit. Amen. We sing now our hymn of the day, The Church of Christ in Every Age, number 729, and we sing verses 1, 2, 3, and 5. Together, we confess our faith. 
using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Uplifted by the promised hope of healing and resurrection, we join the people of God in all times and all places in praying for the church, for the world, for all in need. O oh, shepherding God, we thank you for the educational ministries of your church. Enrich the work of teachers, professors, mentors, advisors, faculty at colleges, seminaries, and learning sites. We give you thanks, especially for those involved in the educational ministries at OSL, for Sunday school teachers and helpers, for confirmation small group guides, as program and academic years give way to summer, grant that educators and families may find time for recreation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O oh, creating God, we praise you for those who maintain and operate farm equipment, for those who plant and harvest crops, for local farmers markets, and for those involved in agriculture of any kind. Strengthen their hands as they feed the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Guiding God, no one should be in want. Bid the nations to return to your paths of righteousness and inspire our leaders to walk in your ways so that all may have the opportunity to live abundantly and sustainably. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O oh, comforting God, you carry us tenderly. We pray for those who walk through dark valleys overshadowed by anxiety and overwhelmed with suffering, especially those whose lives and livelihoods have been affected by coronavirus. Through your spirit, bring healing to all who are sick, reassurance to the worried, renewal to the tired, and abundant life to the dying. We pray especially for Ruth Gilbertson, Carolyn Barnhart, Steve Terry, Steve Knutson, and Marilyn Lee. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Nurturing God, you desire justice for the hungry. Bless advocacy work, food pantries, feeding ministries, especially stepping stones here in our community. May none of our neighbors lack for basic needs. May none of our neighbors lack in any way and lead us, O oh God, to the ways in which you call us to help feed and provide for them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Everlasting God, your beloved have heard your voice. You have called them by name and guided them to your side in death. We thank you for their lives of faithful witness. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. With bold confidence in your love, almighty God, we place all for whom we pray into your eternal care through Christ our Lord. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Peace to you at home. Peace to my colleagues and friends here. Peace be with you. 
We continue our worship now as we prepare to celebrate Holy Communion. I invite you to gather bread and wine or juice, and as we sing our offertory, I encourage you to think about the ways in which God calls you and has gifted you to be generous, the unique gifts you have for the sake of the world. We thank you for the ways in which you are able to support our shared ministry here at OSL. We thank you for your prayers and we thank you for your financial offerings as you are able. We welcome those gifts. You can send them into our church office or use our online giving option on our website at oslme.com. We now sing together our offertory, Let the Vineyards Be Fruitful. Let us pray. Merciful God, our ordinary gifts seem small for such a celebration, but you make of them an abundance, just as you do with our lives. Feed us again at this table for service in your name, in the strength of the risen Christ. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. I invite you now to share communion with one another, with those that you are gathered with, or to receive communion yourself the body of Christ given for you, the blood of Christ shed for you. As you share this gift of communion at home, we will hear a gift of special music provided by Merlin and Michaela. They will be playing Elegy for us.
Thank you, Merlin and Michaela. That was lovely. The body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. Let us pray. Life-giving God, you have fed us with your word and our hearts burn within us. Through this meal, you have opened us to your presence. Now send us forth to share the gifts of Easter with all in need. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Now may the one who brought forth Jesus from the dead raise you to new life, fill you with hope and turn your mourning into dancing. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. As I share a briefing with you, the ministers of OSL, I remind you that today at 1 p.m., Pastor Sarah continues to host a virtual hangout for the Acts Bible study she is facilitating I also remind you that all those study resources are available on our website under the growing tab on our adult education page. And I remind you that if there is a prayer concern you have or if you wish to visit with one of our parish nurses or one of our pastors, please reach out to us. We are here for you. All of our contact information can be found on our website at oslme.com. One big word of thank you to Merlin for helping to lead worship this day and your gift of uh, special music and beautiful music. We're going to applaud because that's what we do here. Thank you for sharing your gifts with us this day. We conclude our worship with our sending hymn, Savior Like a Shepherd Lead Us, hymn number 789, verses 1, 2, and 4. We sing together.
Christ is risen just as he said. Go in peace, share the good news, alleluia. Thanks be to God, alleluia.